You are now in tune to a 726 Studio production. Yo, what's up and welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. Today I have with me Alexandra, who is currently a CNA. And for those of you that don't know, like myself, I had to Google it. Um, <laughs> certified nursing assistant. She works night shift, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Horrible hours, if you ask me, in the cardiac critical care unit. Today, we're going to get into the mental strains that healthcare workers experience, whether it's from the job or personal life. And yeah, it's a topic we must get into. So definitely welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm recovering from uh, four nights in a row. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> a little heavy, but um, I feel like no matter how long you work night shift, you'll, your sleep is still messed up. You know what I mean? You never get used to it. Yeah. Your body never gets used to it. Um, I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more about yourself. Why? First and foremost, why nursing? Um, good question. So nursing, because I had a, I had a great grandmother. Um, she used to have a CNA that came to the house and the CNA used to come and, you know, clean her up, help her, uh, do her bathing, do her meds, do her walking. And I got interested in it like at age like seven, eight. So I was used to watch her and help her around the house. So ever since then, like I just took an interest in nursing and um, like I enjoy helping people. So I don't really see it as work. <laughs> so so it's been that way since you were little and you stuck to it. Yeah, I stuck to it. Or uh, even in high school, I was said, I'm going to be a nurse. Or I'm going to be a doctor. OK, I respect that because, <laughs> because growing up, the amount of different professions I wanted to be is crazy. Like first, I think like a lot of boys want to be pilots. I don't know why the fascination mm -hmm. with planes. Um. And at one point, because my brother is a pharmacist, I was mm -hmm. like, okay, it looks interesting. But I'm like, nah, no science. Then it became accountant. And then now it's like, um, yeah, we're, we're figuring out that part right now. Okay, but, that's good. But, you know, for you to be sure since a little kid all the way to yeah. now. Well, I had at first, I think I went through a stage of that. I wanted to be an actress <laughs> and I okay. wanted to be an FBI agent. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, that, that's a different. huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is it about nursing that you like? You know, besides helping people, what what is it that you like the most from it so far? Um, I guess um, I work on a cardiac step down floor, so basically just watching, um, like me helping the patients and watching them like progress the next day or like the past four days I've been on, I had like, um, for example, I had this cancer patient and came from the ICU. He wasn't doing too good. He didn't look too good mentally healthy or anything like that. Um, day four, he starts eating like little solid foods. So it's like little, you know, baby steps like that, that I like, um, you know, I like watching to see like, okay, yeah, it was a part of helping him come back to his health or, you know, any way that I can. Okay, that, that's that's great. You know, especially hearing them going from you feel like nothing is happening. Yeah, or they couldn't move anything at all to now they're finally taking like, you know, movement or they're trying to get out of the bed instead of being in the bed for the past two weeks that they've been there. 
Yeah, so that's that's a you see the progress. Yeah. So which is nice too. We're we're a bit late because last week was technically yeah. nurses week. So happy belated nurses week to all the nurses out there, including yourself. Um is a it is a job that it takes a lot. It demands a lot. Low key. Like I've always heard people say, you know, the nurses are the ones that really make the hospital go. Yeah, because they're the only ones that like basically do the one to one care. And if you ask me, um, they're like the backbone of the hospital and the CNAs too. They go hand in hand. Without a nurse, there's no CNA or vice versa. Yeah, like you need a good CNA for the nurse too. Um, because the doctors come in and don't get me wrong, they're great and everything, but they come and see patients for like five, ten minutes and then okay, we're we'll go back. We'll see them next week. Yeah, and then everything else in between those visits could change by the by the nurses. The nurses yeah. have, they're gonna have to be there on standby whenever the patients need the help, whatever it may be. Yeah. Or if they're like say there's a medication that is for a heart rhythm change. Uh, we're the first ones that kind of notice like the signs of that it's either working or it's not working. And then we would have to page, you know, the doctor to be like, okay, we watched this patient for so much hours and this is what's happening. So given that is a job that you have to basically be super attentive. Um, with coming with like, for me, I have a short attention span at times. Um, oh, me too. <laughs> so, having to be focused that long it can definitely burn you out especially if you're someone like you like you just said short attention span like myself um how do you combat having that short attention span being in a job that you're supposed to be attentive pretty much all the time while you're at work um i think i I pretty much try to keep myself busy or um like when I first started I've been doing this for like 7 years now so like when I first started, I was a little rookie. <laughs> I um, would write everything down on a piece of paper and just have like a checklist of what I have to do within the job. Um, but now I kind of have a routine where I automatically do everything. And then, you know, sometimes I'll go back. Oh, or I'm tired. I'm like, okay, I didn't do this. So let me go back to it. Yeah. Or like just having like a, a type of workflow that you could, if you'd have like, ten, I usually have 10 patients. So I usually just, um, simple, I'll put my name on the board, ask them if they need anything. And then I do rounds on the odd hours. So I do one, um, seven, uh, seven, nine, one, three, five. Okay. <laughs> and just like, to like, kind of check in with them. I'm assuming it's a, is it, what's the size of the hospital? Uh, we hold, like three, three fifty beds. Okay. Um, not so big. It's like a level three hospital, which is not that like um, not that much, but, but still, it, it's yeah. still heavy. <laughs> Especially if if you have a lot of patients that may demand a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. And so, like I mentioned, we want to talk about the mental strains, mm -hmm. along with working the crazy night shift hours. Um, mm -hmm. along with having to attend to numerous patients. What was your first experience of being drained, whether it's mentally, physically, whatever? And um, how did that happen? So, so basically, um, what happened to me, like the first couple, I could say 
two years, I would be, I would feel so bad for these patients and I would literally bring their stories home with me and I'll be, you know, still stressed out thinking about them at, at home while I'm not at work. And it's been X amount of days since I haven't been at work and I'm still thinking about this patient. <laughs> so I had to kind of, um, I listened to one of my coworkers. She gave me good advice. She said, once you clock out, you leave work at work and you go home, you, you go to home and go home. That's it. Don't think about anything else. So I kind of do that, like to kind of decompress my stress, like, okay, work is work. Let me leave it there. <laughs> but we both know it's easier said than done at times. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so like, while you were going through that whole process of taking all the baggage of work with you at home, how how did that affect your life outside of work? Oh, it affected a, a lot. I lost a lot of friendships, um, a lot of relationships because I was like, you know, working too much or also I go to school too. So that was time consuming. And um, like you said, like we, we work a lot. So it's like, uh, I don't think a lot of people think too deep into it or they, they feel like we could bounce back and we have all this X amount of time to do stuff and we don't. <laughs> and then the time we do have is barely and we're trying to, either pick up on sleep or we're trying to compensate or trying to like pick up on, you know, doing regular house household activities that we didn't get to do for those five days. <laughs> Have you found a balance now per se? Oh, uh, kind of. I feel like, um, not really, but it's, you know, every day is like a work every day is like another day that I could start and I could try to do better. Okay. Man, like my <laughs> average day is just the average person in terms of the hours being awake mm -hmm. and everything. And I'm drained. Definitely. <laughs> much less with that um long shift. So during that shift, is there like a certain amount of time, like certain amount of break you get? Breaks or whatever? Um, we only get we're two fifteens and a thirty minute break, which the thirty minute break you're you're lucky if you get it or not because if it's busy busy then we have to stay on the floor or if there's like a code or something we all have to come and respond to it yeah i remember back when i was working a couple years back i, I used to take some long breaks i would disappear because <laughs> to, to be fair like like my I job was, if i disappeared it wasn't like someone's life would be at risk or, yeah or something like that meanwhile with yours it's like you know you, if you take too long then it's like your patient might turn blue in the face and you don't you know, know. <laughs> and then you're gonna be the one responsible for that and yeah mm, so you said your first two years were the craziest in a sense because you had to mm -hmm. adapt to china just get acclimated to it or even also my immune system too i remember i was always sick all the time but I think that was my body getting used to working in like, you know, a hospital setting. And then we fast forward, then you have COVID. Oh yeah. I had COVID three times. Not what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. COVID so, was crazy. Now, what was that like working with? With COVID? COVID um, it was very scary. Um, to be honest, I remember it was a very scary time for even the doctors and nurses, uh, me cleaning people, everybody in the hospital, because, you know, we didn't really know what COVID was or where it came from. 
and we didn't know how to protect ourselves or when we seen basically we seen young people to older people get it so what what how did that like i know that definitely caused a lot of i think that covid is in itself would cause a lot of mental strain on a lot of um healthcare workers and i could even say like the work environment was very stressful too like everybody would come to work and be upset or oh, okay tell me about this patient um or have an attitude with each other which i think it was just you know too much stress going on about covid <laughs> so for yourself like what was the main stress for you um i think the main stress for me was um making sure i didn't come home sick because I, at that point i lived with my mom so i'm like you know i don't want to bring this home to her or you know get my family sick if i go see them um i remember a couple times too i wanted to go see my family in new jersey and you know they kind of told me like um uh, you're working with covid we love you but you know we want you to stay over there yeah stay stay where you are <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which, you know, I couldn't get, I couldn't get upset because it's like, you know, I don't really know what I'm up against. <laughs> but, you know, you couldn't get upset, but how did it make you feel? Because, you know, when you want to see family and you're not allowed to see them, it, it, it really messes with you. Yeah, I kind of felt alone at some point. Um, I felt alone. I had, I dealt with also depression, like during COVID and up till now, which is, it's getting better. <laughs> Okay, so let's dive into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, how what were the lows, lowest of lows that you experienced during COVID? If you don't mind sharing, um, I think the lowest of lows was uh during COVID when it first hit, and um, I think I was living, I was living with my ex, and it was me always working like five days in a row and i literally had no time to do anything and then the time i did have i was still studying and i didn't have no basically no time for him no time for my friends no time for family and i felt like i was alone but it was because i couldn't really i didn't know how to balance it or how to reach out and tell them this is how i feel or this is what's going on and like did you eventually tell them like how long did it take for you to it took kind of it took me like it? it took me a therapist to speak up about it a whole two years later after that <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah so now you're going to work you're going with covid happening which is already its own problem you're going through depression bottling all of this up for so long mm -hmm. and taking care of you know sick people that we we like a lot of people died with, during covid yeah so how how did you get through that phase like going to work to me when you're already in a you know you're in that mood where you don't want to do anything anything it was t to be honest it was extremely hard i remember there was just days i would co go to work and i would just cry but i always like i believe in god so i kept on like praying like come on god like you gotta push me through this <laughs> <sighs> Can't, like I can't imagine it like you know that's why once again big major respect to everyone that's in the healthcare world because it is not easy you, you it's basically like you're the parents of everyone else you know because growing up our parents no matter if they're sick or whatever they got to take care they of still kids. yeah they don't have a choice and so that's the same in a sense for healthcare workers especially through that time you have to 
kind of put aside your problems because you got to take care of others. Mm-hmm. Which, and, you know, it, it kind of sucks that it has to be like that. But that's the nature of the job. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Did you... I feel like... Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like a lot of, too, is like a lot of healthcare workers, including myself, um, like, you know, I had that problem going on and I didn't know how to vocalize it or even tell people that I wasn't feeling okay. Because it's like, you look at a healthcare worker and they're supposed to be okay. You're supposed to be fine every 24-7. <laughs> yeah, you don't feel like, like mental health aside, you don't even feel like they're supposed to get any kind of Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was like another thing that made me hard to open up to people because it's like you know people look at me like okay yeah you're you're not supposed to have no type of problem <laughs> yeah you're supposed to be strong and show no weakness whatsoever which is mm-hmm. it's kind of bad not kind of it's bad it is <laughs> and I feel like us as people in general and this doesn't only go for healthcare workers but especially for them because they're not superhuman um we need to be more understanding that these are people just like ourselves yeah and like also too like you know everybody deals with situations differently not everybody's the same you know that's another thing like i think goes over a lot of people heads is like i could take one situation one way or you you could handle it totally different you know and it's okay that whole i think it's like that stigma of mental health that's what is still out there which needs to get broken down. Oh, it has a long way to go. Now, in terms of like, you know, people handle things differently, were there any, like, you know, because you were weighed down, did you ever like just indirectly show it where people would be like, hey, pick it up. Um, What are you doing? Like maybe more senior individuals at the workplace would kind of, how to say, scold you or, or whatever for, um they would come up yeah um not lacking off they would just come up to me and just be like alex just breathe because i i used to also like since my attention is so much all over the place sometimes i'll be on go mode so i would not take no breaks and i would be on my feet for the whole 12 hour shifts (laughs) and they're like girl sit down you need to take a break these people are fine stop checking in on them so much which you know like I just got so used to, you know, being taking care of people. So I used to just not take no breaks or just keep on go, go, go. <laughs> on your feet for 12 hours. Yeah. I don't know. Now I take my break. Now I take my breaks. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> so transitioning through all of that, I feel like you had like one of the worst intros into all of it. Like like much nurses and healthcare workers that got into it prior to COVID, they just got that huge. Like okay, here it is. This is this. Yeah, is they just life. got thrown it. Like here yeah, you go, thrown in the fire. <laughs> um, what do you feel is something that you learned through all of that that has made your life way easier now? Um, what I kind of accepted is that you know like we don't know what illness or you know diseases is out there so it's like you just gotta accept it and you know do what you can and do do your best to try to make it better or you know to get through it 
and taking literally day by day. One day at a time. Um, you, you can't really think too far ahead. Yeah, that was another thing too. Oh my gosh, I used to overthink everything or think far ahead, and that's what was driving me nuts. <laughs> oh, trust me, I, I do that way too often. Like <laughs> my mind literally plays out each and every possible scenario. Sometimes I'm like, okay, Alex, you just need to relax and just literally think about now and think about what's happening or what's going on in the next hour because you can't worry about next week or you can't worry about a few months from now. <laughs> yeah, because in all honesty, we don't even know what's going to happen in the next minute. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, like life. And we could get so we fast. could get caught up too quick in our thoughts too. And then the thoughts can take us down a real down bad. a tunnel yeah yeah you know and then life is literally good but when you start thinking too much then you end up at a dark place and you then, start nitpicking everything and then you forget that where you are right now is good but then you you visualize a bad future place, down yeah. the road and you know it, it's hard to really go through it now you said you went to the therapist mm-hmm. um First, for people that are, I wouldn't say in denial, but keep bottling things up. How is it possible for you to take that step, especially if you're already, you know, suppressing everything? It's a um, step to decide, okay, let me go and seek help. Yeah. I think I kind of, I was literally crying every time I got to work. So I was like, one day I just got tired of like, crying and i'm like okay like alex maybe you do need to take a step and go talk to somebody and you know it's not a bad thing to go speak to somebody either it could actually make you feel better um so i'm kind of glad i did take that step are you still doing that to this point or yeah i, I do it like every um two weeks or if not i do it every month okay like when i tell you speaking to someone is like a huge sigh of relief it is because it's like you you're bottling it up so much that now you're speaking to somebody now you're releasing it and you know they're trained to you know talk to you and give you advice the best way they can so it honestly makes makes me feel better <laughs> and and you know the crazy thing is though yeah we have friends that we can talk to but also too i thought about that also but it's like you don't want to tell your friends everything and then you kind of dump everything onto them and now yeah. they're thinking about it you know yeah that that's one of uh, it's a part of it and an, another part for me too is also that your friends are generally supportive people so a lot of times they might not necessarily tell you 100 percent what you need to hear mm -hmm. because you know it's hard to tell a friend straight up this is the problem whatever it is xyz whatever it may be however with a therapist someone that doesn't know you there's no bias involved yeah and they're gonna give you their best judgment yeah. whether you like it or not and you better uh -huh. and it's up to you <laughs> to make a difference from there mm -hmm. um is there anything specific that you want to say that um, you like i overlooked oh no you didn't overlook nothing i think uh, another thing i just wanted to add is that i feel like people should not feel like um you know scared to talk to somebody especially a therapist or even even acknowledging the fact that they might have you know some type of mental health problem or you know 
they might be going through some difficult time in their life and they maybe they need to talk to somebody and it's you know it's not a problem everybody goes through some things in their life yeah no one no one can say they have they have it yeah you know and if they said that and it's true then uh, okay i guess like so like i respect that but yeah but you know i feel like it's slim to none (laughs) yeah like one in you know um the way my the way my therapist kind of introduced me into speaking to her because you know like at first i had kind of questions like oh i don't want to go talk to somebody she's like you know everybody experienced loss in their life everybody experienced something traumatizing that happened to them or even you know just thinking the overthinking or thinking bad she's like so you know like it happens to everybody it's not you know you're not singled out it's like a normal thing (laughs) and that's another thing that has to end the stigma with mental health like you know it's normal yeah it happens to the best of us so yeah um thank you thank you (laughs) i appreciate it thank you talking about what the nurses go through because like like we mentioned earlier a lot of times we think that people in healthcare they don't have any problems they're these superhuman perfect beings that they can bear any anything man truth be told some patients are way too much and it it can take the take a lot out of you but it comes with the territory and they find a way to make it seem like they are these superhumans, but in reality, they're not. Mm-hmm. And so this is for everyone that goes to a hospital or goes to any healthcare place, a clinic, or whatever it may be. Be be a decent human. Like, don't if you don't expect yourself to be a superhuman, don't expect that person to be as well. No matter yeah, definitely. the position. And so I will catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.